Hi, everyone. Thanks to this episode of the Geegan Times. On this episode, we have a sensational guest. We have the incredible and legendary contemporary jazz sax great Andre Ward. Andre has just released his incredible new album, Africa Rising, which is out now. Welcome, Andre, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. You're sincerely welcome. How's it all been going over there? Uh, so far, so good. You know, uh, you know, we, we're dealing with uh, a lot of the trials and tribulations with weather and all of that. But what about yourself? How's everything over there? Life's great. We're alive, right? So that's the most important part. But yeah, everything's um everything's great. I can't complain. Yeah, just happy in life. We take we take it a day at a time. Nick. Exactly. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. All right. All right. Let's jump straight into it. Um, tell me about your journey. Um, take us back to, um, I guess yeah, how it all began for you, your family, um, yeah, and everything relating to that. Yeah, and so Nick, I was very fortunate. Um, I grew up. I'm from originally from Chicago, and I grew up in Chicago during a time that there was um, there was a thriving music education program in the public school systems, and I was able to uh, take advantage of that and try out different instruments with our our um, after school program. And so during this program, I started with the um, snare drums. You know, I started playing the snare drums. Um, after that, I went to the trumpet, which was very um, interesting. And, and um, I really enjoyed that time. But then I had the opportunity to pick up the alto sax. And it was then and there where I felt a connection. And I just really felt like this instrument and I had that connection where I really wanted to continue to grow. And so that really was the platform for me to continue to grow on was my experiences, um, you know, with the arts program in, in the school system. That's incredible. And um, what does the jazz, I guess, genre represent to you? What does that mean to you? Uh, it, mean, it means history to me. It means evolving uh, with, with time. Uh, music is a universal language. And music, um, my opinion, never dies, but it, it evolves. And, you know, to this day, I still listen um, with eagerness and excitement to the greats like uh, Cannonball Adderley, Charlie Parker, Sonny Stitt, John Coltrane. These are musicians, uh, and I just named saxophones, but, you know, there's, you know, a, a host of musicians doing that era that was really very instrumental um, in changing the form of music. And now jazz, you know, which during that time, jazz just kind of changed the whole landscape. It has evolved into like, even now with rap music, you know, it's, it has taken on some of the samples that a lot of rap rappers use are from, you know, could be from jazz samples, could be from classical samples. And so, again, I just feel very strongly that the music um, never dies, it evolves. But jazz music is just history. It's just history. It continues to innovate. It continues to motivate. Sensational. Um, 
tell me about you've done a few albums. Tell me about the new um and you know, I was actually um you know, um I guess from my perspective, you know, you were um number four on the Billboard charts with um I believe one of your first albums. It was your first one. Um that that, that that's truly incredible. You must have been so proud. Tell me about that experience and you know, seeing yourself on the billboard in the jazz genre at number four. That's just that, that's remarkable. Yes, it, it's remarkable. Um, it was very humbling. Uh, I was very thankful, you know. But you know, you don't you don't get to success on your own. So there was a lot of um, other artists, musicians, collaborators, um, composers that really paid um, uh, contributed to that success. And we also, you know, had success on the Caution um, project, and that debuted at number one on the Billboard Contemporary Jazz Charts. And that was really mind-blowing because to be number one uh, on the Contemporary uh, Billboard Jazz Charts was amazing because there were so many other musicians on that chart that I truly respected and that I listened to and I continue to learn from. So it was a humbling experience. And where would you or how would you describe to where you are now, to back then, um, how has your craft evolved? Well, I think learning never stops. I think it continues. There's always something new to learn. Um, I continue to work on developing my sound, but that is by fusing everything that I believe in. Um, my foundation is, is really deeply embedded in the gospel roots. But, you know, the traditional jazz that I've spent time with, the R&B, I love classical. I love listening to um, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or Bach. And so all of these different musical uh, elements has given me, I, I think, a larger music vocabulary at which I can continue to at least speak from. And so... I continue to try to fuse all of those different elements uh, to create my sound. So I'm continuing to grow as a musician, but I, I also am excited to continue to learn from daily experiences, life experiences, but also uh, other musicians. We all have something to to learn from each other. That's terrific. Yeah, all right. So tell me about the um, incredible new album, Africa Rising. Talk to me about, um, I guess, the process and um, what that represents to you as well. So Africa Rising, um, it, it means a lot. Um, all, of, all, the, all of the musical projects was, was really dear to my heart. Um, but Africa Rising took on a special kind of place because it was we, we started working on this during COVID. And we were kind of inside during the time. And, and Nick, it was a time where, you know, we didn't have a blueprint. We didn't know what was going on. This was the first for a lot of us dealing with the pandemic. And as music is a universal language, uh, this is the creativity that came out of that time as we were creating uh, Africa Rising. It was during a time of hope, belief, um, inspiration, motivation, because this is what we were feeling at that time. You know, we're going to stick together, get through this. And so coming out of this, you know, with the collaboration of Africa Rise, and we also wanted to create something that can take our listeners on a journey um, from the first track 
to the last track. And that that journey could be emotionally, spiritually. It could make you happy. It could make you cry. And so even with the opening track of uh, Classy Lady, we wanted something upbeat. And then it went right into uh, the great Chardet tune of Kiss of Life. And so, you know, the sequence was even strategically thought about and discussed because we wanted to take listeners on a journey. That's that's inspiring and wonderful. Like, yeah, that's that's truly incredible. Um, talk to me about, have you had any mentors in your career? Uh, yes. I mean, you know, I, I don't think we can get, um, I think success is built off of the mentors and those who love you and um you know whether it's tough love or not you know those in your life to really kind of keep you on the path so i definitely had some mentors i mean i i would say that my parents were very strong mentors because they laid the rule down that um high expectations for everyone you know whether you were going to be a musician or a plumber or electrician, it didn't matter. They wanted high expectations for, for everyone. Uh, and then, of course, you know, in the educational rim, um, those in my life, uh, especially my, my music teacher, who really inspired us to continue to, to practice, but was very firm at, if you're going to be in this program, the high expectations, you're going to practice. And so... Um, I continue to take that legacy and try to make sure that I can lead by example with some of the younger musicians of being a role model and being a leader as well. Wonderful. Um, what inspires you daily? Um, so there's a couple of things. One, um, my family, my, 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 my family, my wife and daughter truly do give me that drive and determination to get up every day. Um, but second, there is a gift that we all have. We all have a gift. But I also realize that that gift can be taken or can be gone any day now because tomorrow is not promised. And so that's a motivation and inspiration uh, for me to get up every day. And if I can bless someone with the gift that I've been given of music, that's my calling. And so that drives me every day. So my family, and the gift that I've been given uh, that I know can be taken at any time really inspires me to continue and motivates me uh, daily. Well, that's very inspirational. I'm, I'm inspired. You got me. You got me going. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, well, you know, you, you, you know, if you, if you have a family, you know, that's just inspiration within itself because, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's unconditional love. Exactly. And that's what life's built on, right? Yes, absolutely. What's the best advice you have ever received? Uh, to believe in me and to never give up. And I know that might sound like a cliche, but that was one of the best advice because life is going to have trials and tribulations. And it's going to be situations that might force one to not believe and to give up. And so best advice is to you know, never to believe in yourself and never give up, you know, because we all have a talent within us. It's just at what point or where do that do that talent just kind of come out and, and, and explode. But 
we we all have a gift that we've been given. Definitely couldn't agree more with you. And to a, uh, I guess, a younger yourself or a young person that's, um, you know, aspiring to be like yourself, um, what advice would you give them? Well, along with, you know, believing in yourself, you know, if you are, again, a musician, uh, whatever you decide to do, just focus on being the best at it that you can. Because at the end of the day, you want to feel good and passionate about what you're doing. And, you, you know, what's your purpose? And if, if your purpose is to, if your purpose is service, then be the best service you can, you can give. If your purpose is being creative, innovative, just do the best you can. Because at the end of the day, you at least can tell yourself, I've tried my best. I've done my best. And if whenever you do your best and try your best, the rewards will pay off. Absolutely. Yeah. They will. I, again, couldn't agree more with you. Um, it's definitely, um, it's definitely the reward. And, you know, it's, there's so many blessings too that come from it as well. When you do your best, you know, you feel great. You know, you know, you've given it your all. You don't feel guilty. So I couldn't, I definitely yeah. could not agree. I couldn't agree more with you. Um, yeah. looking back in obviously your esteemed career. Um, and you know you're only relatively young too, so you've got definitely a long way to go. But what have been, I guess, um, some of the fondest memories that stand out for you in your career today? Um, well, you know, I would say as I was, you know, a young musician, just really learning the instrument. You know, it was really fun. You 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 can see the growth happening. You're getting better and better. Um. As you know, I've gotten older, uh, it becomes more of an emotional attachment because it's part of me and music is a universal language. And what I want to say musically is a conversation that I want to have with the listeners. And so it's very uh, important to me that I continue to have that connection emotionally with my music, that I can make sure that everyone is connected as, as well. And how would that process be? Um, like, say, for example, you know, you need to get to an emotional level or you need to get, you know, that kind of context for it. Where, how would that process look like for, for creating one of your songs? Yeah. And so, you know, I also truly lean on, um, music being inspirational from your experiences, life experiences. You know, I've always said, that you can't, you know, Nick, you can't write a love song and and if you've never been in love, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't write a song that's going to touch emotions if and, and you know, uh, and who hasn't really been uh, hurt by love or, or different uh, elements of, of, of love. And so, you know, to really get in that mindset, I really just try to lean on life experiences as to how how am I feeling right now? What are my emotions? But, you know, also that drive and determination, you know, is, you know, how can I dig deep uh, inside of me and, and pull out what it is that I want to say? Uh, what, is it, what is it I want to say musically? Uh, what is it I want to say that's going to touch the listener? And for me, it's really just getting myself as to what is it in my heart? 
because whether I'm feeling sad or happy at that time, that's what's going to come out in the music at that particular time. So it's really just kind of doing a deep dive into how I'm feeling that motivates me to bring that music out at the time. That's great. Um, and do you like doing, I guess, um, a performance in front of people, like live, I guess, um, shows? Like, does that, does that, is that something that really resonates with you? Yeah, Nick, you know, I actually enjoy live performances. That's the best part. Um, one of the best parts of the, the industry to, to me. Uh, because, you know, uh, in the studio, you can create special, you can, you can create a, a painting, uh, as to how you, you're vision it and how you're feeling. And you have a lot of the bells and whistles to help you accomplish that. On stage, live performance, you're creating a special moment that can only be created once. You will never, ever recreate that moment because of the different elements of where you are, you're live, you're feeding off the energy of the audience. And so I really enjoy performing live because you're really painting a picture. You're creating a moment that you will only, only, doesn't matter if you have the same group of people in front of you, you're only creating that moment once. Wow, that's, and, and that's really it's really exciting. That, that that's a great um perspective, you know, opinion context you shared. Like I I really um appreciate that. That's that, that's really true. That's really true. That um what you just said. Like yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, you only have those moments that happen. You know, that's it. Like it's never going to happen again. You can't rehearse it again. You can't relive it again. It's there and then. It's done and dusted. That's right. We we call them well. I call them special moments. Those those special moments that. Oh my goodness, we'll never create that again. And, and, uh, and yeah, you, you're right. It's, it's just one of those times that you have to enjoy it at the moment because you will never be able to create it again. What, looking back, I guess, what, have, can you share any of those like that really in your memory that like you've had those moments that you can share that really, um, come to the top of mind? Yeah. You know, one is, um, there was, I was doing a show and I was doing kind of this call and response and I would play something and have the audience to sing it back. And I remember that it was just one of those special moments. It sounded as though every voice in the um, concert was singing back. But to, but when you heard it, when I heard it coming yeah. back and it was just the full, Full sound of everyone. It was just emotional. It was just emotional for me um, to really get that love and to see that um, collaboration that I was able to to get on stage with the audience. And it's just a feeling that again, you you can't recreate it, you know. And so that was a special moment for me, you know. And and I've done that before, and you get different reactions. But you know, there was that one time. Where it just felt like the whole, just the whole theater was just singing along, and it was beautiful. Oh, that's mind blowing! That's <laughs> mind blowing! That's that's incredible. Um, off the back of the new album, are you doing any tours? <clears throat> and so right now, yes. And so we are planning on doing uh, some touring um, and going into the, the late spring, into the summer, and then fall. 
And right now we're um, just kind of doing a, an awareness campaign, getting out, doing the interviews, making sure everyone is aware of the new project. And it's available on all streaming uh, platforms. And so we are definitely looking for everyone to uh, pick it up. But we are looking to be touring. And I hope hope to get to your fair city at some point. I was just I was just about to say that you got to come down here. I'll be one of your biggest fans, you know. I'll be sitting in the front, right? <laughs> well, listen, you will, we will absolutely make sure that you are aware of that. Uh, this is my first interview uh, from uh, from there, so I'm very excited and, and appreciate you giving me this opportunity. But absolutely, you will be the first one, and and at the concert, then we can do another interview afterwards. A hundred percent. We can do it before as well. We can do a hundred interviews. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, right. What are your aside from music? Obviously, that's your love. Your I guess your main passion. You know that motivates you. What What other um stuff on the side that you do to I guess unwind or just relax? What, what, yeah. What are your hobbies and yeah I guess passions to that? Well, um, unwind and relax. I'm going to, you know, um. I mean, I, I really like, you know, just sit, sitting back, really watching a little television. I don't watch a lot, but, you know, I, I love documentaries, you know, um, looking at uh, definitely some of the jazz greats. I love sitting back watching documentaries. Um, I'm currently reading this book called Bird Lives uh, about Charlie Parker. Um, but I, I have another passion to about music education and make sure that the young students have the opportunities that uh, I myself and so many other musicians have had. And so, you know, it is dear to my heart to make sure that I can continue to contribute uh, to uh, the music education in the school system. Incredible. All right. If you were 18 again and you could change anything, it could be personally or professionally in your life, what would you change? Uh, in just in my life or in general? Uh, your life, uh, well, generally in your life, should I elaborate? So generally, generally, I would like to see more love around with everyone. I think, um, unfortunately, the pandemic has opened the door um, for us to realize that even more so that tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. And I just think if we just take the, the time to tell our loved ones that we love them why they're still alive or be helpful, do a good deed. Uh, I would like to just see more love spread because life is short and you, you never know, you know, you just never know. So, you know, you got live your best life, live right. happy while you can. Um, that's what I would really hope and would love, you know, in, in general. Uh, for, for me personally, I just really want to continue to love a, a, a live a happy, healthy life. But, I want my music to be able to touch the listeners. If I, the music that we create, uh, if it doesn't touch the listeners, then I don't think we've done our job. And I'm assuming that's your legacy you want to leave as well? Yeah, absolutely. That my, my music has touched someone emotionally, spiritually, uh, and that they've had a connection to it. Incredible. Incredible. Um, Andre, thanks for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it. I've really thoroughly enjoyed interviewing, and, yeah, I wish you nothing but the success and the best in the future. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure for me. I want to say this on camera. One, um, 
I'm a phone call away if you need anything because I really appreciate my first interview in Australia. Yeah. Right. Sydney, Australia. So, yes. Yeah. So I um I want to thank you for that opportunity. I want to thank all the listeners. Um, my Instagram and Facebook, Andre at Andre Ward Music. You can definitely reach me there. But I really appreciate you opening that door for me to Sydney, Australia. Definitely. Come anytime. I'm looking forward to it. Me as well. All right. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.